Hey, Neil, did you see that rumor that Derrick Rose is going to be joining the Timberwolves? Oh, no, I didn't. That's that's pretty crazy. Hold on. Uh, let me check Twitter real quick. Welcome to episode 70 of Wolvescast, the show that tried to trade its hosts for a second round draft pick. Nobody was interested. It's hosted by myself and my brother. I'm Neil. I'm Scott. Welcome to the show, everybody. I said that that second round pick could be protected. No, no dice. No yeah. one was interested in us. We had lots of uh, pick protections and uh, you know other little things tied into that pick, but wow, no takers. What a day, Neil. What a day it's been today. It's been a crazy day in the NBA. Some teams got blown up. Some teams got uh, shuffled around. But, Weird um, trades. Yeah, it was. I want to say thank you to LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Without them, it would have been a very, very dull deadline day. But they made half of the trades, I believe, (laughs) that were made today. So amazing. You know, at least they kept it fun and exciting. Yeah, shout out to them for uh, being terrible and uh, being uh, full of turmoil and just needing to clear the decks. That's a too bad. This a, couldn't have happened like a day before we played them, and they could have played yeah, severely. That would have been nice. Shorted with less players. But. Thank, thanks for joining us on uh, Wolvescast, everybody. Uh, this week on the show, we're going to talk about that trade deadline. We'll get into it a little bit more and uh, what it means for the Wolves, who some buyout candidates might be. Um, the Forbes uh, franchise value list is out. We're going to talk about that a little bit. Boo, boo. Screw uh, rich people. <laughs> We're going to have a sponsor. Uh, we'll have uh, Power Rankings. We're going to rank uh, the best, the 10 best Timberwolves trades of all time. we got a list for you. Uh, we have Weekly Wolfies in a game, all that, and lots more. Please listen to this whole show. It's going to be wonderful. Thanks for, thanks for being here with us. It's been a week. Yeah. Crazy week in Minneapolis. Oh, yes. Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. So many people. Lots of people happy that the madness is over. Oh, man. I am so glad that that's yes. out of our city. We're back to our normal normal things. Go back to caring about <laughs> the real sport that everyone should love, the NBA. Um, it was good for the Timberwolves, though. They had two wins at home. Yep. Uh, it was, what was it, Thursday against Milwaukee? Uh, yeah. We were, we were recording the pod when they were playing yes, that game. Yes, And then Saturday against the Pelicans. Good to win those because... Great wins. Both of those are good playoff teams. Yeah, solid teams. And uh, it was good to win when all the celebrities were in town. We saw tons of celebrities at the game. Oh, yeah. Bill Belichick, Stain, a lot of Ray Strumman, lots of different hip-hop artists. Yeah, we'll talk about them a little bit more on the show and kind of what the weekend meant. But, yeah, I mean, as far as the basketball goes... Great to get some home wins, lock down some some um, wins. You know, in this month that we talked about last week of you know maybe being a month the Wolves can get ahead a little bit, and right. so good to beat two of the tougher opponents um, on our schedule for this month. And um, would have liked to win that Cleveland game oof, yesterday. What a game! That was a tough one. I what mean, they have the game. worst defense in the league. So <sighs> I mean, we could see that we scored tons of points, but their offense has been bad lately too. So I was yeah. pretty upset to see us playing no defense. That's something that we've been regressing on lately. We got to shore that up if we want to head into the playoffs with a chance of getting into the second round. Those are two bottom five defenses playing each other in Cleveland, just scrapping, trying to get stops. Uh, I but think, instead, I think all we the were, shots were going in. I think we were a bottom six defense going into that game, yeah. a bottom five coming <laughs> out of it because we didn't play any of it. But we also saw the introduction of our final jersey of the year, ah. city jersey. Looked fine. Yeah. It was fine. Looked better uh, on the players and on the court, as they tend to be, as they tend to do. You know, yeah. like all well, these jerseys, I think they look a little bit time, better. But, yeah. you know, this case. Green jerseys where it looked better on the players, I think. And, I don't know, I think these are the case, too. Yeah, it's it's like the logo change. Nothing yeah. to get excited about, but not bad. <laughs> it's fine, you know. 
Yeah, so um, after this week, the Wolves are currently uh, th- uh, thirty-four and twenty-three um, uh, in the in the standings. Uh, they're third in offense and twenty-fifth uh, in defense um, for the whole uh, for the whole season so far, and they have the seventh best net rating. So yeah, so the problems uh, still still hanging around as far as the, the Wolves' defense goes. Um, Got to get that tightened up. Hopefully, it was just a product of us being on the road so much. That yeah, we didn't have any practices. We finally had some practice. Practices this week. We're going to get so many practices in, in fe- February because we yes. got so much time between games because we've played the most games in the NBA by far. <laughs> we've already played 57 of our games. That's incredible. Only 25 games left on the season. That makes me sad, Neil, because it's been such a fun season. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, we have the postseason to look forward to for the first time finally in a long time. So um, at least we, it's not the end of the season this year. But 25 games left. That's wild. There's going to be like 60 games complete at All Star break. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> the Wolves will have, you know, 22 measly post uh, the halfway point, quote unquote, post halfway point mark in the season. Yeah, That's so hopefully having played the most games in the league to this point will mean that the remainder of the season will get plenty of rest and practice time to make up for that. Cool. Uh, let's uh, get into full court press. Here's the tip. All right. Our first topic here in full court press is uh, the trade deadline. As we record this, the trade deadline happened a few hours ago. Um, and, Big surprise. Um, stuff happened. Tom Thibodeau made no trades. Yeah. I've we, been on this pod for weeks telling you guys not to get your hopes up. I said there would be no trades. Yeah, there just wasn't much smoke around, you know, certain names or whatever. You know, a little bit here and there on Twitter about, you know, possibly actually trading Jamal Crawford this week of all of all players. You know, a little bit of that, but really nothing nothing to really speak of of the Wolves being active in the trade market. So, you know, the trade deadline uh, came and went without any fanfare for the Wolves, and that's what was expected. It felt really weird to have a trade deadline where we didn't hear rumors about Ricky Rubio being traded. (laughs) It's just been a tradition for the past five or six years. So, you know, it was weird to have one where I didn't hear. I read a few of the Cavs were interested. Cavs played around, which kind of makes sense after we saw today that the Cavs did some some dealing. Yeah, Uh, lots of trades. Did some dealing. Well, and with Utah. You know, they traded, you know, they they got uh, Rodney Hood. Yep. Um, And who else did they get from Utah? I can't remember the second player um, that they got from Utah. They traded Jay Crowder and, and D. Rose. Yeah. Um, over there, so the, you know the Cavs did do deals with Utah. Maybe Ricky, you know Ricky going back to the Cavs. That was such an interesting little rumor. I mean, it wasn't too too heated, but Ricky's it, first taste of the postseason <laughs> is like going all the way to the finals. Yeah, yeah. So they, um, yeah, they got Hood and uh, one other player. I can't really remember, but you know they they got some uh, they got some Utah. But was it Favors? No, they didn't get no, Favors. They didn't, they didn't get, get favors. favors. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah. So yes, the the Cavs were the the big the big team of this trade deadline. I guess you could say Detroit with also acquiring Blake Griffin. That happened. That was old news. That happened ten days ago. We can't talk about that. But that was really the big move of this trade deadline. Didn't happen on the day, but um, lots of action today, mostly for the Cavs, um, the Heat. Um, you know, a couple of different teams. Utah had a lot of different moves, as we said, but nothing for the Wolves. They will. They're keeping it clean. They're keeping the powder dry right now. You know. Trying to figure out who else might be out there, but um, you know we'll see what's next for the Wolves. Really, so the Wolves only got Rodney Hood. I mean, not the Cavs. Yeah. The Cavs got Rodney Hood, but uh, Joe Johnson went to Sacramento. Ah, in that. I see. I see. So, and there then, it is. Is that the deal that Thanks also got uh, George Hill to the yeah, Cavs? Yeah. So man. Lots of players. Maybe a very different team. Um, okay, yeah. so the first thing we have to talk about before we talk about buyout. Well, this kind of is a buyout thing. So Derrick Rose traded to. Utah from uh, from Cleveland. All indications point to the fact that he will be bought out. They already have Ricky. 
They already have Donovan Mitchell, who's kind of like a one-two. Um, Raul Neto off the bench um, for them this year. Uh, who knows if they're still holding out hope for uh, what's his face with the ACL? With the who's the Australian kid who's uh, was like a oh, top Dante, Dante Exum. Exum. You know they I still have Exum. Him. Yeah, He's had two seasons off. He's so. still with them. Yeah, but yeah, so, so they have lots of point guards. So most people believe Derrick Rose to be cut. So he will be a free agent. He'll be on the bio markets and um, yeah, New York Times now. Uh, Mark Stein uh, reporting that the Wolves have some interest. Tom Thibodeau. <laughs> Yes, all of Wolves Nation very upset today because if we do acquire D Rose, I think that would mean he'd be the backup point guard. I don't know. Do you see any world where the Wolves acquire Derrick Rose and he's the third string point guard? Is that possible? The Wolves aren't acquiring Derrick Rose. Okay, yes. But if they did, would he be the third string point guard or would he be the backup? Like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I feel know. that's how low I feel about Derrick Rose. It's right. like, is he a third or second string point guard at this yeah. point? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I would say this is why I don't think we're going to get him. Because, okay. yeah, he'd be like the third string where he wouldn't get any minutes. Okay, um, so you think, like, Tibbs already had his shot. We already have had these rumors, and it didn't happen. So you think the same thing's going to happen again. We're hearing all the smoke, but really no fire. I don't know if this is someone in Rose's camp saying this. This could be. Or whether it's just lazy reporting where they see one thing and they're like, oh, yeah, Tom Thibodeau loves all the X-Bowls. He's going to get all the X-Bowls. Yeah. Every season it's Tom Thibodeau going after the X-Bowls well why didn't we sell, sign the wall Dane then why didn't we sign Noah and then it's like oh well look at Tom Thibodeau going after his Bulls he's going to trade Ricky Rubio for Derrick Rose last season no he's not he didn't do that and then it's like okay well let's just keep running this out there uh, Tom Thibodeau is going to sign Derrick Rose this offseason no he didn't oh okay well now that Derrick Rose is going to be free agent again definitely going to Tom Thibodeau it's not going to happen because you know what you know who doesn't like Derrick Rose Jimmy G oh, Buckets. I see. So it's the very best player on our team. Say they can't duck with me or they can't pluck with me or can't fuck with okay. me. Okay. <laughs> So Jimmy would, would run interference on this. They're gonna run it past. They're gonna run it past Jimmy, and he's gonna be like, "Nah." I don't even think he has. Nah. They're gonna run it past him they because no. Tom Thibodeau coached both of them on the same team. He knows those two don't get along. He together. knows the drama. Plus, Tyus has been playing better than Derek all season, anyways. And Tom Thibodeau's not an idiot. That's just it. Everyone's so afraid that Tom Thibodeau loves his old players so much, he's gonna make all these dumb basketball decisions. Hasn't been done yet. Even yeah. when people are like, "Oh, good old loyal Tibbs, just signing Taj Gibson because that's you know his." his former player well Taj Gibson has been the best free agent signing we had still can play so you know he's been one of the most reliable members of the team so the only bowls that he's brought back are the ones that are really good except for Aaron Brooks but Aaron Brooks doesn't play anyways that's a nothing deal who cares Um, so I'm just saying this is a ridiculous rumor and uh, I just think it's not happening I think it's just funny how it always happens but every time I read it I just read BS you know this is just you know fake news Neil all right, lazy reporting out there. Try and get some actual sources, you guys. Don't just fall back on uh, what you think might be happening out here. Uh, or if your source is Derek Rose's brother, don't don't listen to him. Um, yeah. So although I did think for a minute, like how crazy it would be if we got Rose because it's like five years ago, like Derek Rose was one of my favorite players in the NBA. You know? Yeah. Like one of my absolute favorite players in the now NBA. Now he's like a pariah. And now he, yeah, well, he's terrible. He's turned out to yeah. be an idiot, a bad human being, yeah. you know, probably Legal trouble. Yeah. Probably raped a woman, um, and got away with it and a bad basketball player. So I just think everything's turned against him, but it is weird to be like, man, if you told me six years ago or whatever, during his MVP season that we'd have Rose 
or even Noah, who is always one of our favorite players, potentially on the Wolves, I'd be like, that's crazy. I mean, we that's wouldn't crazy. want it to happen. And we wouldn't want it to happen either. Right. <laughs> well, it was know, rumored and we wouldn't, we would be like, no, neither of those guys, please. I don't care about Noah if it's like for no money and he for can't just play like the season, but he might be a good locker room guy. Yeah, he would be. He would so be. I wouldn't care if he, he was being brought in just for a mentorship capacity, but I don't think he can play anymore, obviously. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I think what we've seen is that, yes, Thibodeau has brought in a couple ex bulls, but in general, he's been he's been a good coach GM so far. Yeah, John Krasinski had a great tweet today about this, about how you know for all the flack that you hear about a coach GM being sort of impatient and wanting to be more of a win now than a look ahead at the future, Tibbs has kept you know I mean he traded cashed in for Jimmy Butler, but that worked out great. You know, and so he kept the pick this year. Everyone's wondering if we're going to trade the Oklahoma City pick, and he didn't. Um, didn't trade Patton or any of our young talent to to get someone who can help us in the playoffs this year. Right. You know, so I think it, it's hats off to Tom Thibodeau today, and you know, I think that that's ammo for your argument that we're not going to see this. Tom Thibodeau is smarter and a better GM than we're seeing than we're hearing about all these rumors for. So I'm, I'm with you. That has to improve. <laughs> yeah. I think you have to have great dislike for losing. And in order to improve, we need more than just another point guard. We need, we need a wing player. You right. know, we need some different positional things. We're well, good at point Tibbs guard is a right now. Man, he's had two summers now as president of basketball operations, two trade deadlines. He's made a whopping two trades in that time. Yeah. One for Jimmy Butler, one to get Rubio out of here. And so it's just like he's not a guy who's just going to trade for the sake of trading. And that's been a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm approve of that. All uh, right, so who are some of these other buyout guys that we might be focusing on now? Because that's what um, we turn to now. The buyout deadline is three weeks away, so we have um, a lot of names that we know, and there will be some names coming out here in the next few weeks. Um, you know, when teams have to um, cut their final players and stuff like that and wave them. So there will be more players who are available. But Scott, who are some some players you're looking at right now as possible targets uh, for the Wolves to sign here in the next few weeks? Well, we mentioned his name. He went to Sacramento today. Uh, yes. Will be bought out. His name is Joe Iso Joe Johnson. He, uh, you know, one of the richest players in NBA history has made, like, he's up there with, like, KG in terms of total career money he's made. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's made mad money. Yeah, he's been in the league a long time. But now you can get him for next to nothing if you get him bought out. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, he's fine. He's a slightly better Jamal Crawford at this point. That's a good one. He's a ISO player who doesn't uh, play a lot of defense, but, you know, it feels a little redundant with Jamal Crawford. Yeah, him and this next player you're about to mention have missed most of the season due to injury, though, and that's kind of an issue with a lot of these guys is they've been out. They've been yes. hurt. They've been not playing. We already talked a little bit about Tony Allen last week mm. after uh, he got dealt to the Bulls in that Miritich trade, and, uh, you know, we've said he would be good, like, if we could put him and Jamal Crawford together, they'd make a great player. And also one Combine really them. bad player. You know. <laughs> yeah. um, so we talked. To, I would. I'd still be okay with that. It would be nice to have a lockdown defender come off the bench. Um, Marco Bellinelli. Everyone expected him to be traded, and yeah. it didn't happen. Wouldn't be surprised to see him on the market. I think that could be a really fun pairing. Plus, he's played with Tibbs in the past before. Exactly the player we need right there. But Tibbs only brings back his past players. Well, Marco is a past player. So there, there we go. go. There you go. That'd be great. He'd address our shooting needs. Very smart off the ball cutter. I think Andrew could learn a lot from watching Bellinelli play up close. Boris Diaw could be bought. Uh, I've not seen this name. Who's he could have got a buyout right from now. his French team. He's with a French oh, team, but he could overseas. be bought out. Okay. And could rejoin the NBA. Come through for a playoff run. Some people Come speculated he, he might go back to Utah, but uh, I think he'd be a very interesting piece. A good addition to the locker room. So he's like a really cool dude. He's got his Great player. Nespresso machine <laughs> in, in his uh, locker all the time. I would like to add him a lot. 
Um, Brooke Lopez might be bought out. The Lakers have nothing to win for, and they want to lose so they can keep their pick. So, uh, you know, Brooke Lopez is doing nothing but helping them. Same with Isaiah Thomas, who said today he might ask for a buyout if he has to come off the wow. bench for the Lakers. Wow, I didn't see that. Um, so, you know, Jeez. Isaiah, I mean. Yeah, they're going to start ball, so what is he going to be? Right, Two exactly. guard? No. <laughs> and like I said, the Lakers have no incentive to win right now. Um, so I would say Isaiah Thomas. I wouldn't love him because he plays no defense and he's such a ball-dominating player. I don't think I would want to add him. Uh, Joakim Noah, uh, we talked about him a little bit already. Can't play anymore, but could be a good locker room presence. And then finally, Maurice Spates, who's with Orlando this year, if you don't remember. Oh, yeah. Uh, Orlando is also going to be tanking hardcore for the rest of the season. So why not let Maurice Spates, who's been a very valuable contributor to postseason teams in the past. He was great in the playoffs with both the Warriors and the Clippers in recent memory. So I think he could actually be a really good, he's got the range. He can shoot threes. Um, Really tough guy. We don't really have too many tough customers on our team anymore. Um, We don't have anyone who is like, if a fight broke out, this guy would get in the middle and throw some fists, maybe Jimmy Butler. But we needed some tough people on our team. I would really like to see Mo Spates come to the Timberwolves. Well, that's a good list. Uh, a lot of those players I'd love to see in a Wolves uniform. I think it's interesting to to be in this position with the Wolves because this buyout market stuff is it's for the good teams. Yeah, you we're not I mean? used to this. It's for the good teams. It's for the teams looking to improve their roster for the playoffs. And so it's a different kind of zone to be in. And now a lot of these guys, a lot of the higher end guys, Joe Johnson especially, you know, rumored to go to true contenders, Rockets. You know, Boston Celtics, teams like that. Um, so, but they can't all go to the truth. They can't all go there, and we're and right underneath that. We're, the next we're in tier. that next tier. So, there I think are, it's interesting to see. It's gonna be interesting to track who goes those contenders and who is sort of like "quote unquote" left over for the Wolves to snap. Well, I think it's interesting because usually you'd say there's only two contenders in the West that I see. Yeah. It. Rockets and Warriors are the only two teams who have a yeah. realistic chance of winning the finals. And in the East, you know, it's not even like it's going to be Cavs this year. So it could be three or four Cavs, teams you could Celtics, see in the finals. And yeah. Raptors could all maybe yeah. be in the market. For yeah, they're all going to be thinking it's their year. Even the Wizards could swing at a guy who's like, all right, this is our year to get into the finals. Let's, let's mm-hmm. grab them. Um, so, yes, yeah, so those are some names to look for. Check them out. Who would you want the most out of all those players I just listed? Uh, I'm going to go either Tony Allen. I really want a wing. So I'm going to go Tony Allen or Joe Johnson for sure. Uh, Yes. What about you? I'm going to go Mo Spates. Mo. I think he would fit well on this team. Let's go. Let's go. Um, cool. Let's uh, let's keep it going here. He's hitting up. Time to talk about the Timberwolves franchise value. Um, get that money. Uh, Forbes, uh, the Forbes list of NBA franchise values um, was released this week, and um, it is good news for the NBA in general because they're making money. The they're first time every team is listed at over one billion dollars. <laughs> Easy. Crazy, yeah. The rich get richer. They're just it's a good invest. Turns out it's a good investment to own an NBA team. You guys, the NBA is growing faster than any uh, any league, uh, probably in the world, uh, North America at least. Um, so yeah, all the teams going up in value. Last season, the Wolves were valued at seven hundred and seventy million, and this year they are at one point zero six billion. Um, that still leaves them with the 27th uh, highest valuation in the league, by the way. So most teams are are uh, more valuable than the Wolves. But uh, the article I read, the Star Tribune article that I read, uh, pointed to you know a lot of the amenities uh, being upgraded with the Wolves. Obviously, winning more works as well. You know, having all stars on your team is is good. But also, you know, the the upgrades, the Target Center, uh, were named as some you know a reason another reason why the Wolves jumped up so far. They were the second highest uh, year over year jump, 38 percent so, in. Increase in value in just one year. Wow, for the Wolves? Yep. Jeez. Went up, uh, you know, yeah, what you just said. Glenn was right to hang on to the team for 
few more years. He bought the team in 1994 for $88 million. $88 nah, million. Nah. It's a nice little profit right there. So, uh, hold on to a team for 30 years and good things will happen to you too. That's just it. It's like stocks. Don't touch them. They'll keep going up over time. Yeah. You know, there's rises and falls, but yeah. over time. Um, you know, my main takeaway from this is don't ever believe it when an NBA owner says, we're losing money. Don't let him cry poor. Like Dan Gilbert is like, oh, we've, we've lost $50 million every year since LeBron's been back. We've got to send out salary. And it's just like, dude, you're a billionaire. Yeah. You are so ridiculously rich. Plus, all that money you lost, you got in tax cuts this year from Trump anyway. So you're already ahead on that. The NBA is so valuable that the teams can lose money year over year in their operating costs, but they're still good. They're still good to go because ultimately the value of what they're going to sell the team for is going to dwarf all those year-to-year losses. Um, so don't trust Glenn Taylor when he's like, we can't spend nah. money because we don't want to go into the luxury tax. F that. Yep. You could easily afford the luxury tax. It's, it's not a- even a slap on the wrist for you. You're so effing rich. And I don't think any billionaire has their money ethically. You know, I don't think you get that rich without doing some really crooked stuff. I don't <laughs> believe anyone in this country deserves to be a millionaire or mean a billionaire. And really, honestly, if we're being frank, millionaire is also kind of a gross excess of money. So I'm just saying, you know, it's disgusting. I hate, you know, what these people are doing to this country. But congratulations for the billionaires. Hooray, the players, billionaires. Yeah. The players will be pointing to this, uh, you know, as, uh, as in the next CBA, I think, uh, as they do, as they negotiate with the, you know, with the owners of, of these teams. This is, you guys are doing okay over here. All right. Let, let's get ours. So. Yes, so franchise value is going up. Good news for the NBA to be very popular and to be growing, uh, growing globally. That's been a huge part of this as well, as the NBA is, is huge internationally as compared to the NFL and other sports leagues that you know don't get so much love internationally. But you know, basketball being such a global sport uh, helps to raise these values up. Lots so, yeah, you know, I hope all of the season ticket holders feel comfortable when uh, Glenn comes to them this offseason oh, yeah. and says, yeah, we have to raise the price of your tickets by a ton because we need the money. We don't want to lose money. Uh, we, you know, we're just going to go poor running NBA teams, eat the rich, everybody. They are eating our children. And uh, let's let's take them out, you know? Boo. Hate the rich. Moving on. He's on fire! Quickly, we're going to speak about Super Bowl weekend and all the excitement and um, how it kind of worked out for the Wolves. Um, two home games, as we mentioned, had uh, had two good wins, uh, had two well-attended basketball games, and uh, as we spoke about before, all the celebrities in the house. So many celebrities. Bill Belichick, you mentioned, uh, Floyd Mayweather, you know, had put his billboards up all over town, mm-hmm. TMT or whatever, <laughs> the money team, the money team billboards everywhere. Um, of course, Guy Fieri, Sting, Shaggy. Uh, Little John performed. G Easy performed. Yep. Um, who are some? Who are some of the luminaries that we had in town um, here? It's just lots of people. Lots well, of people lots of other through. people were at town uh, in town that we didn't see at they the game. Cover like, the game. Yeah. Diddy and Cardi B were performing over the weekends, yeah. and like uh, Migos was here. So many people. Bradley Cooper was at the game. Yeah. J Lo and A Rod. Yeah. Fallon Timberlake. All kinds of people. Lots of stuff, Quest obviously. Quest was gigging all over the city. Amazing, amazing. Um, um, I didn't see any of them, though, because I stayed in. I was like, F bu- that. You bunkered noise. down? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah. I did not go downtown very often. I took different bus routes to miss downtown. I did not want to go down there. But yeah, um, it was a cool weekend for the Wolves to have two home games and one game Saturday night before Super Bowl. Um, 
I attended that game. A friend of the podcast, Jared Jacobs, and I went and was really surprised at uh, how easy it was to get around downtown the night before the Super Bowl. It was, uh, you know, it was early in the night. Obviously, all the stuff happens after 10 p.m. or whatever. So it's a little early, but we got around pretty easily. Um, Scott, do you want to guess what our favorite parking ramp was charging for parking? LaSalle parking ramp. Usually, Shh, edit that out. Don't let people know. <laughs> usually five or six dollars yeah, uh, yeah, uh, for, at, for their event parking. But um, um, can you guess what they were charging for Saturday night of Super Bowl event parking uh, before the Wolves game? I'm going to go forty dollars. Only twenty. <laughs> nice, man. That's why it's our favorite ramp, man. That's what I was saying, too. I you was parking actually, ramp A, it's going to be 20 bucks I mean, for a Timberwolves game. Obviously, I didn't want to spend a lot of money to park, but also I was hoping that like LaSalle was going to like use this to get theirs. Yeah. Like, come on, guys. Uh, and yeah, 20 bucks, pretty reasonable. That's all right. totally There fine. were not many cars in that lot, though. It was yeah. not packed. That's why he, I'm not going to have you go back and bleep that out. People can know. That's, it's not like we're finding LaSalle parking ramp's now. great, you guys. It's the best place. Bet. It's connected yeah. to the sky. It's like an outdoor air ramp on like, a lot of the parking ramps. Yeah, in it's the in city. between the downtown Target and the YMCA now. Downtown. Yeah, and it's connected by Skyway, you know, just a couple of blocks away. So that's, you know, a place to park. Um, Jimmy Butler played dominoes during the Super Bowl. Yep, playing dominoes with Aaron <laughs> In the Brooks. suite level, the field level suite, which yeah. we had rumors of Jimmy apparently paid for. He paid okay. for the he whole thing. He paid for it all. The yeah, whole I knew thing. that the Timberwolves had it. I one. mean, what was that? I want to know the number on that. The su- field level suite. So you're on the floor. Yeah. Like you're on the field right there. I think it starts at a million. Oh, for the Super Bowl, too. Yeah. Oh, I can't imagine. You it's probably had so like expensive. 35 people in there. Like. Right. Imagine what a ticket is for a Super Bowl, 2,000, 3,000, up to 10, that whatever it might have been, and then multiply that by what a sweet ticket would be on then it's on field. Ooh, I wonder. That's Jimmy Butler. <laughs> Just paying for everybody's stuff. And then going to play dominoes and I haven't watched the game. Like, oh, that's like the most Jimmy Butler cold. thing. That's Jimmy Butler. That's him. Playing dominoes. Yeah, that's him. That's apparently the best dominoes Just player. rolls up rolls up with the dominoes. My swag is crazy right now. Oh. We saw Aaron Brooks in that snap playing, yes. playing dominoes with some tids. <laughs> Even had a little bit of fun, allowed himself to leave the film room. Wow. He went out there because, you know, he likes to underscore, but I heard what he said about Bill Belichick. That guy's in love with Bill Belichick. Oh, yeah. I've never heard him praise anybody like he praised Bill Belichick when asked him Really about funny it. press conference a uh, few minutes there. He is in love. Belichick. He is the emoji with the two hearts in the eyes whenever Bill Belichick comes up. So uh, he was not subtle about it. I'm happy that he allowed himself to have a little bit of fun. Can't work too hard. Yep. Um, and I'm, I don't feel bad for him for watching that team lose, though. Screw the Patriots. And uh, Carl Anthony Towns' Eagles won the game, and he was on field uh, shooting some photos. So shout out to Towns. You pointed it out. That's a great way to get on the field for free. And just be like, yeah, I'm a photographer of the Players' Tribune. Yeah, look at my press pass, I'm you gonna guys. I'm going to have like 20 photos and like a 200-word write-up. I'm going to take some pictures, and then uh, I'm going to spend the final three quarters just uh, relaxing, leaning up against my pole. I did think it was cool, though, in the aftermath. you know, There's all these celebrities on the field after the game's over, like Kevin Hart's dropping F-bombs and trying to get up on the podium and stuff like that. But I was just like, it's cool that Cat is one of those celebrities now. Like, Cat was coming on the field because Eagles players were excited to see him. They're like, hey, that's Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, taking photos of the guys. Yeah, that... so I think that's cool is that his star status is large enough that the football team that just won the Super Bowl was like, oh, wow, that's Carl Anthony Towns over there. Well, speaking of Super Bowl, Scott, let's get to our sponsor. Today's sponsor, very, very special uh, sponsor, Super Bowl related. Uh, we uh, we have something special for you this week, and it kind of uh, ties into something we've been hearing from players, from some of Carl Anthony Towns' teammates. Um, apparently, he grew up an Eagles fan. This is what you will hear from Carl. Eagles if you fan ask for him. his entire life. For his entire life. Grew up an Eagles Born fan. Born an Eagles fan. But if you ask Taj Gibson or Jimmy Butler, 
about uh, Towns' uh, you know, fandom, they'll, they'll tell you that uh, he's kind of something of a front runner. You know, he, he picks and chooses who his quote-unquote favorite teams might be. Yeah, Jimmy said, oh, I, I hear about the Jets and then the Giants, and now he's an Eagles fan. <laughs> and Jig said, you didn't hear anything about the Eagles out of Carlton's mouth until they made the playoffs. So, uh, very funny. Yes, so today's sponsor is uh, Carl Anthony Towns' Guide to Being a Fair Weather Fan. That's right, Towns has uh, written quite the documents here. And it outlines all the ways that you can um, improve your status as a fair weather fan. Tips, tricks, how-tos, um, tough conversations to have. How you really work your way through this world of, of being a, a fan of really the top teams. Without, you know, ideally without letting anybody else know about it. You know, you need to move swiftly through these teams. Number one. You want to get some uniforms. You yes, got to yes. get all the swag decked out. And ideally, you want to get like an older looking one. So, it, you know, if Town showed up wearing a McNabb jersey or something, you'd be like, that makes sense. He was a kid when McNabb was awesome. Yep, yep, yep. He, that's totally a McNabb jersey he owns. He got around that by wearing a free Meek Mill jersey instead. That was pretty great. I was fine <laughs> with that. But all of his gear he was wearing was kind of recent. And I think, man, if you want to convince people you've been a fan forever, go back a few logos or back a few jersey styles. Wear that. Another great tip um, in this guide that you'll find is, you know, choose regionally. You know, uh, it's, it's nice for towns. He grew up in New Jersey. There's so many teams in the area mm-hmm. to sort of like yep. spiderweb out to. You know, all these are, are, are possible, sort of plausible uh, teams that he would root for. So he gets to cover all of those and can kind of traverse them as he chooses. And, you know, that's really important if you're a Fairweather fan is to maybe, you know, e- even here locally. If, you're, if you live here in, in, in the Minnesota St. Paul, Minneapolis St. Paul area, there's, there's a bunch of good teams. There's a bunch of teams around here that you, know, you can kind of not be fans of them. But then once they start to get good, jump on that bandwagon. Get, right. get with them as soon as they get to be a little better. But stay local. You know what I mean? You're not going to fool anyone here in Minnesota. Say you're a Dallas Cowboys fan or, uh, you know, you're into, uh, I don't know, the Lakers or something like that. I don't know what shouts, it might be. Shouts, shouts to my call. Buddy Josh Weinstock, diehard LA fan because he grew up in that area. Yet his favorite baseball team is the Braves because right. when he was growing up, the Braves were on uh, <laughs> Turner Sports all the time, and so he got to watch more Braves games. And now he, everyone's like, "No, you can't be a Braves fan. You never lived in that area." So what you were saying, you know, the region specific is region very good for selling the lie. Yeah. Um, another great thing to do: find those old photographs as you as a kid. Photoshop is so powerful these days. You can easily alter the logos on your jerseys. You see it all the time on social media when it's like LeBron's in trade rumors for the Warriors. Here's a photoshopped image of LeBron wearing a Warriors jersey. People are so good at changing the jerseys. Yes. So whatever you know, photos you have as a kid, you know, just pay a little bit more money. Have someone I could do it for you if you want Doctor to pay it up. me. Yeah, and just change it up so it looks like you were wearing Eagles gear when you were a child. So you're going to find all this stuff and much, much more in Carl Anthony Towns' Guide to Being a Fair Weather Fan. It's got all his tips and tricks that he has, you know, uh, you know, gone by uh, for all these years. Uh, he's always he's out, he's always out in front with all these teams. Um, so make sure you check that out. Thank you to Carl Anthony Towns' Guide to Being a Fair Weather Fan for sponsoring this episode of Wolf's Cast. Up next, time for Power Rankings. Power. 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 All right, power rankings. We got lots of things to rank, as we mentioned before. Today we are ranking the top 10 Timberwolves trades 
This is one of the reasons of all time, why deal, all time, all time. This is one of those reasons why we shouldn't feel bad about not doing a trade deadline deal. Of our top ten trades in Tim Rule's history, only two happened in February. <laughs> all the other ones, summer months. Wow, summer is the time to get good trades. Mm. So let's go ahead and get us started. Neil, I'll start with number ten. Great. On February nineteenth, two thousand fifteen, the Brooklyn Nets traded Kevin Garnett to the Timberwolves for Thaddeus Young. I know. I live in Minnesota. Shout to Soda. Y'all know what it is. We're coming. We're coming. That's right. He's coming back. Um, you know, I know that wasn't the biggest basketball impact thing. He didn't do a lot after returning. Yeah. He got paid to sit out a lot of games. It's fun to see his mentorship of Cat. Cat's rookie season. That was a cool, fun thing. But I put that at number ten because. It resulted in maybe my favorite, one of the top five easily Timberwolves games I've ever been to. Right. Remember going to that game? Against the Wizards. Against the Wizards. Yeah, he came back first first night back. Neil and I were in the stands. Huge. I've never heard the Target Center louder (laughs) than when he got reintroduced. Sold out crowd. Yeah. It was like a standing ovation for like five minutes easy. Um, I've never seen an ovation like that. That was special. All right, let's go ahead and let me get that. You gonna get them swishes? You gonna get them swishes? swishes. All right, number nine. Number nine. This was uh, summer of fourteen. Three way trade. Minnesota Timberwolves trade Kevin Love to the Cavs. Cavs trade Andrew Wiggins and Anthony Bennett to the Timberwolves. And uh, the Sixers they got in on the deal. Traded Thad Young to the Wolves, and uh, the Wolves uh, moved. uh, I didn't remember this part. Luke Richard Mbamute and Lexi Shved. Shved was in the Love Wiggins deal. Mm -hmm. I totally forgot about that. To the 76ers. Cavs also threw in Miami's 2015 first-round pick to Philly. So lots of teams getting lots of things. Three-way deal right there. I remember we could have had that uh, Miami 2015 first-round pick that went to Philadelphia. But instead, we wanted Thaddeus Young. Yeah. Which we only got a half season out of him before he turned into trade number 10 on this list. Made sense at the time. Thad Young kind of was like a borderline, you know, all-star at the time. Really Played really well. Was kind of seen as an all-around player. Played defense. But essentially, this trade is Wiggins for love. It's yes. the only reason That's what the it's not higher. I mean, it was a good trade. I love Wiggins. Happy he's on the team. Without getting Wiggins and taking our team in a rebuilding direction, we wouldn't have Cat. wouldn't have Jimmy now. Yep. So um, I, I'm happy we made this trade, but it's, it's ranked low because uh, the other pieces we got just turned out to be nothing. Anthony Bennett turned out to be nothing, um, you know, and obviously Thaddeus Young eventually became KG, which became nothing. So very big trade, though. All right, keeping it moving. Number eight. All right, this trade went down 2009 on June 24th, another summer trade. Minnesota trades Randy Foy and Mike Miller to Washington for Eton Thomas, Darius Sangalia, Aleski Petrov, and the 2009 first-round pick from Washington that turned into Ricky Rubio. Foy and Miller for Rubio. Yeah, and that could have been Steph Curry, which would have made the trade rank even <laughs> yeah, higher. Did you guys pick. hear? Did you hear that we could have done? Did you know? Did you know? Did you know? So, I mean, Foy and Miller for Rubio and a bunch of expirings is a good deal, you know? Yeah. That's just, uh, Ricky's my favorite Timberwolves player ever, maybe. And he's up there with KG in yeah. my rankings. So, I've always loved Ricky, always will love Ricky, no matter where he is. I'm Ricky Rubio. I'm not like anybody else. Um, so, yeah, that's number eight, Neil. And uh, moving on to number seven. Number seven came to us in the summer of 15, just uh, two years ago. We traded a 2015 second-round draft pick um, and a 2015 second-round draft pick. Two dra- second-round draft picks right. came out to be Rakeem Christmas and uh, Chetty Osman, who, if you watched the Wolves game this week, is apparently Chetty a rotation Osmond. player now. Yep. Uh, and yeah, they traded Wade, so yeah, he might be in there. Played pretty well. Uh, to the, so two second-round picks 
from uh, uh, Min- uh, sorry to uh, second round picks from Minnesota to the Cavs, who gave us a late, late first round pick. I think it was twenty eighth pick in the draft. Yes, who became Tyus Jones? Became Tyus. We all love Tyus, right? Young Jones, He's right there. One so. guard of the future. Everyone thinks he should start already. I know we got the mad Tyus love on Tim Rolls Twitter. Yes. Two second round picks Two for second Ty- round Tyus. Is what, yes, it took. What, what it took. What it took. What a good trade. Yeah, I mean, good trade based on who we picked and how they really turned out. But yeah, two second round picks for what was really what like the twenty what, number 28th. overall. Yeah, yeah, really end of first round pick. So just kind of moving up to to take Tyus. That's a flip special right there mm. for you, right there. <laughs> that's a, that was the best uh, draft night ever. We got Cat and Tyus in the same draft. Sometimes choosing Beautiful. irrationally, kind of like choosing locally, uh, can work out for you. And was it irrational it, though, I, or I, did Flip know the whole time? I, I will never know. Flip watched him in high school so much, you know. I, I'm going to trust Flip knew what was up for that one. All right, moving on to number six. All right, there's another summer trade, July tw- 2003. Hey, ya was the son of the summer. No, I don't know if that was the right year. <laughs> right it was era. right around there. right era, yeah. Uh, the Timberwolves traded away Terrell Brandon to Atlanta and center Mark Jackson to Philadelphia. The great thing about this is Terrell Brandon was done after this. He never played another game. It was, it was basically we traded a player whose career was over, and we got Latrell Sprewell back. And this is the end of Sprewell's career, too, but without him, we wouldn't have had the best season in Tim Rolls franchise history yeah. when we went to the Western Conference Finals. Um, so that was a good one just for the results. You know, Sprewell was great, and we traded literally a player who was going to retire to get him. Always nice. All right, we're going to move on now to number five. Number five trade took place in the summer draft night of uh, 2013. Another Flip Saunders special. Another Flip special. Another one that he will uh, always be remembered for. Well, I don't know about always, but <laughs> we still remember it these days. We'll remember him. Timberwolves more. trade rights to Trey Burke um, to the Utah Jazz for rights to Shabazz Muhammad and Gorgie Zhang. Um, even as Shabazz Muhammad's uh, you know star has fallen a little bit right. <laughs> here over the last couple of years, this trade still is wonderful. Uh, Gorgie Jang is a borderline starter, and you trade a guy who you know is with the Knicks now, but it's essentially out of the league. He's essentially not. Basically, yeah, he's not, not a relevant good. NBA he's been player. Bad. People were really upset when we traded Trey Burke. They thought we should have kept him. Yeah. And now the only reason this trade, I mean, it's kind of murky because there were some really good players left on the draft board that we okay. didn't draft that yep. we could have uh, uh, if uh, we uh. used that spot. Mm. But they were players that not a lot of people had the foresight to see, oh, they're going to become Yeah, right, you know? all hindsight stuff. So in hindsight, yeah, you would draft some other people instead of trading that pick. But at the time, trading Trey Burke, who has been nothing in the league for Shabazz and Gorgie, it was a real good deal. All right, moving on to number four. All right, this trade, Neil... The second of our uh, deadline trades. This is, a, this is a classic trade, too. Classic trade. All these other trades were pretty much all McHale, a couple flips, they, uh, you know, in here a little bit dabbling. Mm-hmm. But this was a, I don't know who's the GM at this time. Maybe 1995. Maybe this was McHale. I don't Could know who did McHale. this trade. So 1995 trade, February 18th. We traded Danielle Marshall, a rookie, for Tom Gugliotta, who would go on to be the third best supporting player of Googs. KG's time in uh, the Twin Cities. So yeah. uh, we a couple of weeks ago, and you were on tour, Neil, we did a Get Better Known Old School Wolf. We did Googs. I loved it. Everyone came out with their favorite Googs memory. So that was a good trade. Gugliotta was a great player for us. Love Googs. I'm going to do number three. Okay, you get number three. A, a day that will live in infamy, and you will find out why. June 23rd, 2011. I'm going to take this trade. I'm not going to tell you about it until the end of it because I've structured our game around this trade. At you the will learn night. about number three in like 10 minutes. Yep. So <laughs> just, just be patient. <laughs> just hang on. All right, let's go to number two. Number two took place in, uh, again, another draft night trade, I believe. Or, uh, yeah, right yeah, around that. Yeah, draft, draft night, night yep. trade in uh, 2008, Memphis. 
<laughs> like I was from Memphis's side. Mm-hmm. Memphis acquires Marco Yark, Antoine Walker, Greg Buckner, and the draft rights to OJ Mayo from Minnesota in exchange for Mike Miller, Brian Cardinal, Jason Collins, and the draft rights to K-Love. So right. Yes, the 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 amazing OJ Mayo for Kevin Love deal. Um, this is the McHale special to me. Fleeced This is a great trade. Kevin McHale killed it. OJ, OJ Mayo, Mayo no longer in the league. Man, I remember being upset about this. I remember everyone was upset. I remember friends of mine being upset of like the Wolves never get a chance to like draft a player like OJ Mayo because it was Rose, it was Beasley, and yep. it was OJ Mayo, That's and right. it was like. These are the three guys. It was, it was really a two-player draft. It was seen at the time as a true two-player draft, and it was like right at the top, one or two, and of course the Wolves get three, and then they take Mayo as they're supposed to. He was the third-ranked kind of guy and traded down for Kevin Love, and it was just like... Got rid of some bad contracts you know, in that trade as well. Mayo just seemed to be like the guy. Like He was this great wing player the Wolves have never had, and they were going to get him, and he was going to be incredible. And then you trade down for Kevin Love, who's this pudgy white guy. That's right. You know, so uh, the, on, you know, on a certain visual, straight-up level on that day, it was not a good we deal. We already had Big Al, so people were like, what, we need another big? We need another big, what? But, man, it was a clairvoyant deal from Kevin McHale because it did not take long and it was understood that this was a great deal Kevin Love you know didn't it was buried on the bench for the first for most of the first year I think thanks it was 30, 30, 30, 30 game in his rookie year no, it was the second year second year it took him a while to get off the bench but obviously now Kevin Love all-star player Olympian like plus if incredible we player if we didn't get Brian Cardinal we would have never been able to <laughs> trade for Darko Milicic so that's right you gotta you have know. the custodian on your team and Jason Collins first openly gay NBA player there you go Former Wolf. <laughs> Salute. Yeah, that's right. Former Wolf. <laughs> All right. We got one more on the list. There's only one more. Number one. Number one. You already know. You happened already this know. past year. It is the best. It is a June 22nd, 2017. Six eight, months, uh, eight months ago. A day the Timberwolves should celebrate every year. We should make that a holiday. We yeah, it's a, holiday it's a new show. official. It's Wolves Day. The Chicago Bulls trade Jimmy Butler and the number 16 pick, which turned into Justin Patton, to the Timberwolves for Zach Levine, Chris Dunn, and the number seven pick, which was Laurie Markkinen. When this happened, we couldn't believe they gave us a 16 pick. Still can't. Because we thought it was so one-sided, even Still before can't. we found out a pick was coming to us. Yeah. Like, the way that it was initially part it was Butler for Levine, Dunn, and Seven. And I was like, that's it? Done. That's it? <laughs> you know? Like, we yeah. fleeced them. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, yeah, and you get a oh, pick yeah, And back. we're swapping picks. And it was just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. I mean... You always have like fantasies about what you could do to show up your former employers who fired you, <laughs> but this is just embarrassing. It was universally recognized at the moment. Like Alan Draft Night, people were like, they got fleeced. And we even now, so took advantage of them. Even now, Chris Dunn bounce back year. He's in the he's in the Rising Stars Challenge. Wonderful young player, Lori Markinen. Uh, most, surprising everyone most certainly a lock for a um, all rookie team maybe even a first team rookie this year maybe really great great year Zach Levine coming back from the ACL looks good so far we'll see what Still he can't brings play defense to save his life <laughs> we'll see what he brings so this this trade has improved for Chicago side and it's still lopsided yeah I like to think of this the number two on this list OJ Mayo for Kevin Love that's a trade that got us the third best player in Timberwolves history. This is a trade that got us the second best player in Timberwolves yeah. history in Jimmy Butler. And we never traded for KG. Well, we did trade for KG one time. You know, one That time. was number 10. <laughs> but you understand, he's the best player in Timberwolves history. Um, so, yeah, those are our trade lists. And just showing you, you should always make your trades in the summer. A couple honorable mentions is when we got Doug West for Anthony Peeler. Oh, yeah. When we got Stefan Marbury for 
No, we traded uh, Marbury yep. and we got Terrell Brandon back, who we eventually traded for Googs. No, that's not true. Brandon was great, though, for a while. I mean, he was somebody who, I don't know, I think he we really... Got, we got Spreewell back for Brandon. Yes, that's, what that's we got. right, that's right. And then uh, when we got Sam Cassell and Irvin Johnson for Joe Smith and Anthony Peeler in 2003, mm. yep. pretty nice as two. Nice trade. Well, there you go. Hopefully, um, you enjoyed all those uh, 10 trades. And uh, if you have any others that you think should be in there, holla yeah, at us. one of your favorites? Let us know. Yeah, was your favorite Wolves trade not mentioned? There hasn't been many, so probably not. But uh, maybe it's the case. Let us know. Uh, we're going to keep the show moving. It is Weekly Wolfies. Now presenting your Weekly Wolfies. That's right. It's time for your weekly Wolfies, our weekly award for things that we like or we don't like. It basically, if you get a positive one, it's up there with the Academy Awards for the best rewards you can get, receive. You've heard of the EGOT. Well, now it's called the Wagatwa. You put one of the W's at the beginning, one of the W's at the end. That's when you win a Grammy, an works. Oscar, a Tony, an Emmy, and a weekly Wolfie, everybody. Of course. It's a very prestigious Award. I'll get it started today. I um, am on an unprecedented streak of negativity. You guys, I like to think of myself as. I know it's usually someone, my job. I'm usually the it's negative usually got to be a little more cynical here. But um, you know, this is something for me that I think um, I just got. I got to bring it up. I couldn't let it go. I heard this week on uh, the wonderful Britton Brower podcast that uh, you know every year Brit Brow. Uh, excuse me. Uh, uh, Britt Robson. Britt Robson. <laughs> I was like, what is this person's name? Britt Robson has a in-depth interview with whoever the head coach is of the team, I believe. Highlight of the year. Right? Adelman, Saunders, Mitchell. Mitchell. Thibodeau last year mm-hmm. have all um, sat down uh, with Britt um, for a wide-ranging, long-form question-and-answer uh, piece. And uh, Britt let us know this week that he was shot down. For the honor of interviewing Tom Thibodeau. Ooh, <laughs> so come on, Tim. I'm never happy. I got to give my Wolfie this week to Tom Thibodeau, a or Wolf PR, whoever whoever is behind this madness. Um, listen, I understand if you know you're not the most uh, media friendly person, maybe, um, but this has become something of like a tradition, and you should understand Brit standing, uh, Brit Robson standing. Uh, in the local media here, and th- he's just the best. He's the best guy we have, and he he's is... a re- very responsible reporter. He's exactly. not going like, to take no... your mess ups and have gotcha clips and be yes. like, "Everyone, get the clicks for the story." I gotcha. Great point. Saying something bad, you should have seen from the interview last year that Britt Robson is measured. A very, yeah, very responsible writer. When you are trying to make a point, you don't get it across right. He doesn't blame you for it. He tries to elaborate for you and help you out with that. And all of his interviews with previous coaches have been very well received, including last year's Tibbs interview. So I find this very weird that he wouldn't come back for a second season. So shame on you, Tom Thibodeau, for turning down Brit um, and what in what is usually a very illuminating and um, you know awesome interview with the current head coach. It's hard to see that um, sort of tradition go away. Thankfully, a little silver lining here. Uh, Britt also let us know that this is sort of the reason and the impetus behind um, the Jim Peterson two-part interview, which you should check out at The Athletic. We love Jim Pete. Statistics are fun. So instead of uh, Thibs, uh, Tibbs this year, we, uh, we have Jim Pete. So you know, that's a great consolation. But I, I just like the idea of like a mid-season 
question and answer with whoever the head coach is. And it's too bad that Tom turned it down this year. So Hello, shame on Brett. you. Yeah. It's me. Are you listening? <laughs> Thanks for listening to our show. I just want to say if you are listening, try again in March. Yeah. Because right now he's coming <laughs> off January, again. like 20 games in 31 days. Ooh. So busy. He probably busy just time. wants free time right now tough, to himself. Tough. Yeah. Plus, Good point. this year's Oscar movie list, <laughs> not a lot of like fan favorites. It's, it's ones that you probably haven't seen before. And Tibbs is probably feeling heated. He's a movie buff. We all know that. He's probably just like, I need to see every Oscar movie before the Oscars. So he probably doesn't think he has any time for you, Britt. Do you think Tibbs gets like screeners sent to him? I think he could very well get screeners sent to him if he wanted to, but I said no. I think he likes the experience of going to a to dark the theater, yeah. sitting by himself, and eating a whole tub of popcorn while he watches a film. So I think you're right. just try again in March, Britt. I'm sure it's just Oscar related, you know, scheduling problems. All right, Scott, uh, drop uh, your weekly wolfies on us. I got a positive one. Nice. Bringing the light and sunshine. Love it. Shouts to two. Iowa Wolves players who were selected to make the G League All-Star team. You got Emil Jefferson, who had a great line last night against the Spurs D League team. And Anthony Brown. Mm. Nice to see them both getting honored. Justin Patton's been playing well, but he didn't play for the first part of the season, so he didn't get selected either. It's just good to see these guys, you know, doing well because we're going to have some cap situations in the future, and we're really going to like having that cheap talent it's kind of like how Marcus George's hunt has been great for us this year. In the future, when we have so much money tied into Jimmy Butler and Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins, we're going to need some good players on the cheap. And these guys, they're going to look—they're looking like they're going to be some of your favorite wolves in the next few years. It's just smart team building to have players like this. Thank God you know? we finally have a D League team so we can do it. Yeah. So, congrats to both of those two young men. Keep up the good work. I promise. You know, you keep doing well. You're going to find yourself up here soon, and you're going to be good contributors that our fans will appreciate. It's got to be—it's got to be nice. I mean, for Jimmy Butler, you think you look at Jimmy Butler and, and where he can kind of came up in in Thibodeau's offense and his his system to kind of be a young player and to kind of see that. You know, Jimmy yep. was drafted 30th overall or something like that. Like to be a player who's not a lottery pick. Um, and to sort of see the system that we're putting in. I hope that's something that they kind of look at and be like, maybe I got a shot. You know, this is that's something right. I can work do. Work hard, you'll get here. Yeah. That's Seen what it in Tom the past. Thibodeau wants. He wants you to work. If you're not if you're not performing, he's not going to play you, a.k.a. Shabazz. Yeah. <laughs> he's another buyout candidate, but we're not going to sign him. So. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. All right, everybody. It's time for a game. We like to finish it with a game every week. Game time. Games are fun. And we got to throw it back, right? We got to go back and we got to reference an early part of the, the show. Trade. All right. All right, Neil. Today is a game about Disaster Day. That's what I'm calling it. <laughs> D Day. D Day. June 23rd, 2011. Forever shall be known as Disaster Day. Oh, forward. no. Disastrous four, deal. Four questions that about stuff that happened on that day, Neil. Question number one. You're not going to tell me the trade that happened that day? The, the people don't get to know? There are many trades. And oh. I will tell you the trade. Once I, I don't know it. Questions. I, I, I don't right. know it. I haven't thought about this it. This is also draft day. Night, day of the NBA draft. Draft day of 2011. Yep. So that's going to bring me to my first question. Wes Johnson? We use the second... The Timberwolves use the second highest pick in franchise history to draft this caged lion who now plays for the Qianyang Golden Lions in China. It, uh, it'd be none other than uh, Derek Williams. So already we're off to a bad start on this day. He was the consensus number two pick, I know, but Kyrie went right before him, and Derek Williams isn't in the league anymore. So terrible draft pick just to get the day started. Wow, he's playing in China. That's right. Uh, I didn't know that. Yep, on, on the finals. He went to the finals last year at the Cavs. Oh, uh, yeah, bench, oh, but, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. He's in China. 
We should put him with the buyout candidates, maybe. <laughs> want to sign Derek Williams back? <laughs> Get the team back together? Yeah, him and Boris are coming back from uh, overseas. He dunked over a motorcycle in the, di- in the dunk contest. Amazing. Question number two, Neil. Which of these players did the Wolves not receive in a trade on that day? A, Brad Miller. B, Nikola Mirotic. C, Chandler Parsons. Or D, Donatus Montiunis. Did not receive. We wow. did not receive one of those play- one of those four players. We did not receive in the trade that day. Uh, I'm gonna go Miritich. I don't think Miritich was ever a wolf. Oh, we drafted Donatus Montiunis at the end of the first round. I know. I remember him. We drafted. I said, Mi- I said Miritich. Yeah, and I'm asking which of the we got him in a trade. You're saying which one? I'm was- saying which one did oh, we not get in a trade? We drafted Donatus Montiunis. Got you. Got you. Got you. Yeah. Because so. I remember Montiunis. Yeah, I remember him. You know. You know, being a part of our team for for a short period of time, but you're saying that what? Like, here's the trade. Yeah, here's the trade. That's number three on our best trades ever. We traded Johnny Flynn, the the player we just drafted, Donatus Maniunis, and a 2012 second round pick who later became Will Barton uh. to the Houston Rockets. In return from the Rockets, we got Brad Miller, Nikola Mirotic, Chandler Parsons, and a 2013 first round pick that would become Andre Roberson. Wow. That was a great deal on, the, on just the surface. Yeah. I know we never played any of those players, basically, except for Brad Miller. Yep. But we so traded st- Johnny Flynn, Monte Yunus, and a 2012 second-round pick for, like, three players who have made an all-star game. So we, we, just our, cut, we just cut all those guys? Well, we just... that's what's coming up next, Neil. Oh, our yeah. next question. All right, all right. Which of these are players acquired on Disaster Day? <laughs> We're this not- is con era, by the way. This yep. is some con stuff. Uh, which of these players acquired on Disaster Day were not traded for cash that very same day? Oh, no. Oh, no. Which of these four players was not traded for cash the very same day? Bojan Bogdanovic. B, Nikola Mirotic. C, Norris Cole. Or D, Chandler Parsons. Oh, that's so hard. Um, I, the first player... For, man. <laughs> wow. I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Bodon Bojanovic. Ah. This is mean, Neil. I never do this to you. It's a trick question. They were all traded for cash. Every last one of them was traded for cash. I remember Cole was and some of those other names, but I didn't know we had Bojan Bojanovic. Which which Bodon? Which player is that? He, he, you know plays, who he plays for the Pacers for? right now. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, He's not the to best. be confused with Bogdan, but yeah, there's a new Bogdanovich this yeah. year too, who yeah. plays for who's a rookie for the Sacramento Kings. That's yeah. right. Lots of Bogdanoviches. Wow. Um, this next one's not a trick question, Neil. Which of these are players that uh, that we acquired on Disaster Day were not eventually traded for cash? So we didn't trade them on Disaster Day, but we eventually traded them for cash. Which of these three was not traded for cash? A. Malcolm Lee. B. Andre Roberson. Or C. Brad Miller. <laughs> I have no idea. Let me say, um, you know, let me say uh, uh, Roberson. I had no idea Roberson was a Timberwolf. That's crazy. <laughs> We traded Malcolm Lee and Roberson in 2013 to the Warriors for cash. <laughs> Give us that cash. Brad Miller. Brad Miller, we did trade for a protected second-round pick eventually. Mm, wow. But he did play with the Timberwolves, actually. Final question, Neil. What is Glenn Taylor's net worth? $1.5 <laughs> billion, $2 billion, $2.5 billion, or $3 billion? Oh, wow. I have absolutely no idea again. I wonder what it could be. Are you, is this something that came out this week? Is no, this... I Googled it right before. I mean, yeah. it might have even gone up now that the valuations have gone up, but I Googled it before we started the show. Today. I have not even a frame of reference for this, so they're all, you know, they're all point, <laughs> point 0.5 billion. Yeah. <laughs> Away from each other. Which end do I want to go on this? 
Um, I'll go high. I'll say he's worth three billion. Three Bs. Very close. He's worth he's worth the two point five billion dollars. So you know, wow. You don't become a billionaire unless you sell a bunch of future all stars for cash to line your pockets. Well, you know? first you got to sell wedding invitations in Mankato. That's right. And then you move up to trading players for cash or something. Yeah. So just to recap, disaster God. day. Disaster. You drafted Derek Williams. You drafted Donatus Montiunis. Traded Johnny Flynn and Montiunis in a second round pick for Brad Miller, Nikola Miritich, Chandler Parsons, and a pick that would later become Andre Roberson. We then traded Miritich to the Bulls for Norris Cole, Malcolm Lee, and Cash. Traded Norris Cole to the Heat for Bo- Bojan Bogdanovich. Traded Bojan Bogdanovich to the Nets for Cash and a second-round pick that eventually became Lorenzo Brown. Traded Chandler Parsons to the Rockets for Cash. And we traded the 26th pick, Andre Roberson and Malcolm Lee, to the Golden State Warriors in exchange for a second-round pick and Cash. So, you know... They say cash doesn't fill a roster spot, but it does fill uh, Glenn Taylor's bed at night. It was like manna from heaven. What a terrible day. What a terrible day for this franchise. Shout out to David Kahn. Just trying to keep it real. Just trying to do his job. Kahn! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good times. Well, there it is. And with that, that's the end of our show, you guys. We've reached the end. Thanks for being here with us this whole time. Please check out the Wolves Cast online store. We do have a new winter hat for you. What's that code for, uh, code for the... Palm Thibodeau. Make Palm sure you Thibodeau. check it out. P-O-M-T-H-I-B-O-D-E-A-U. Uh, Palm Thibodeau. And we'll get you free shipping. Check out our hats, you guys. we got dope hats in the shop. You can It can be yours for If you're a listening price. to us on Canis Hoopus, hop back out to the menu. I just had our Wolvescast Digest post go live tonight. Oh, That's Thursday go peep night. It. Go peep it. Go check it out. Lots of fun stuff in there. I'd appreciate it if you did. If you're listening to this and you're not listening to it on Canis Hoopus, just go to CanisHoopus.com. It's a great website. Uh, check out the Wolvescast Digest. Uh, come to Trivia every Tuesday night at Darby's Pub and Grill. I host, you play, and you get a free point if you draw a basketball up next to your team name. We love it. We'll be back uh, next week with another show right before All-Star break. It'll be fun. Woo-hoo. We'll talk All-Star and some other stuff. Appreciate you guys listening. We'll see you next week. But are you at least enjoying the show that the Wolves are it's putting fun. on? For you? It's amazing. I think they're a really great team, though. And I'm, so, I'm so pleased for them because I believe it's been a long time. It has been a long yeah. time. I have a team like that in England. We haven't won anything since 1969. You learn philosophy, you learn patience. But when success comes, it's much more appreciated. Well, can we make you a Wolves fan, at least for tonight? You're going to visit the pro shop. You're leaving here in a jersey. I am now a Wolves fan. I've got the howl, I've got everything. Got the howl down. Sting, great to meet you. Shaggy, thanks for joining us. Good luck tomorrow with that tailgate. Thank you.